Uh, I want to thank Lynn for inviting me back to speak. Um, how many were here last time I spoke? Um, yeah, it was 37 years ago. Um, so if, if I'm on this every 37-year plan, I, my schedule's filling up already for when I'm 95, so that, uh, hurry up with that. Um, I don't think any of the trustees are in chapel today, um, but uh, I know many of them uh, personally. I've been pastor to some of them. I've officiated marriage of one of them. Uh, I've worked collegially with a number of them um, over the years. Some were students when I was a student here 30-some years ago. Others have been uh, my superintendents and district superintendents. Uh, but I'm praying for them, and I'm praying for, uh, for what God is doing in, in our college. Uh, before I start, um, some of you may not know this, but um, I, I'm an adjunct professor and uh, teach primarily with adult and graduate students uh, and uh, non-traditional students in the evenings. Um, lately, I've been on campus a little bit more, um, but um, I've been, this service has been on my heart and mind for a number of months. Uh, Lynn asked me to, to, to speak in chapel back in December, and, and uh, I've just been, it's been on my heart. And I... Um, Lynn's also asked me this past year to serve as campus pastor for the adult and graduate students, and uh, it's been a privilege and honor to do that this past year. I've, I've gotten to know a number of, of the students in the adult studies program, but also a number of, a number of you, and I've just been, been pleased to do that. But I thought today when I'm speaking, I, I didn't want to do it by myself. Um, many of you don't get to see all of what goes on here in the evenings, the adult and grad program, so I want to bring some of my students in. Uh, some, you, you know them, they're, they're on campus anyways, but they've been my students the past uh, uh, year or so, and uh, Fanny Horvath and Yuri Senemi were in my living issues class last, uh, last semester, and uh, many of you know Fanny from uh, her work over in Cove. Uh, Yuri, you'll find faithfully keeping everything in order over in the student center. Um, also Tappy, or Matapelo uh, Tabele, I've known her for about two years, or a little more than two years. Uh, she helped me out last winter um, when I taught World Religions class over at Old Colony. But I'm going to come on up here, and, and uh, they're going to help me with uh, the scripture this morning. And uh, I think you each get a mic. Is that what we do on here? All right. Find one you can stand near. Go ahead. As Jesus came to Burfage in Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he gave, two he gave two disciples a task. He said, go into the village over there. When you enter it, you will find tied up there a cart that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If someone asks, why are you untying it? Just say, its master needs it. Those who had been sent found it exactly as he has said. As they were untying the cart, its owners said to them, why are you untying the cart? They replied, its master needs it. They brought it to Jesus. They threw their clothing on the coat and lifted Jesus onto it. As Jesus brought along, they spread their clothing on the road. As Jesus approached the road leading down from the Mount of Olives, the whole throng of his disciples began rejoicing. They praised God with a loud voice because of all the mighty things they had seen. They said, Bendito rei que vem ao nome do Senhor, paz no céu e a glória nas alturas. 
Áldott a király, aki az örökkévaló nevében jön. Békesség a mennyben, dicsőség a magasságban Istennek. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest of heavens. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, scold your disciples, tell them to stop. He answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout. Thank you, guys. I'm going to have them ask, ask a question a little bit later. Fanny might have to go to work. She had to, got called into work late last night. So we're, if, if I have to excuse you, well, I'll ask you a question now. All right. The, I appreciated Fanny um, in class last fall and got to know her a little bit. And getting to know her a little bit more uh, working uh, over in, in Cove. Um, if there's something you could praise God for today, what would it be? It would be for patience that he gave me. Uh, graduating college is hard, guys, and it just happened to me recently. And but I was, Lord gave me patience these times when you're transitioning into jobs and you don't know what to do when you're not in school and it's hard. And I just praise God and Jesus for that. And I got several jobs now and I'm settled in and I'm very thankful for that. Thanks, Fanny. One of the most dynamic things in this passage that uh, my friends have just read with me, um, I'm fascinated by the procession of Jesus entering into Jerusalem. And with Palm Sunday coming up on, in just two days from now, this is one of the passages you might be hearing in worship on Sunday this weekend. Um, but this is one of the most dynamic passages in all of Scripture. Um, it, it, it fascinates me because they're proclaiming Jesus King and, and they're laying palm branches down and, and clothes and cloaks along the road and he's coming in on this donkey just riding into the city. It's also one of the most frustrating passages to me because in just a few days this one who is heralded king will be crucified beneath a sign that says king. But the story fascinates me still because Jesus responds to his detractors. Men who would stop the procession and pronounce, and giving Jesus those, those accolades, say, stop. And Jesus stops them by saying, if they don't proclaim him king, the very rocks along the road would do so. So I'm fascinated by the voices of praise that we've, we've been hearing, and, and, I, and I asked Tappy to, to speak, and she's in her, her homeland of South Africa was Zulu, and, and Fani from Hungary, and, and Hungarian, and, and Yuri from, from Brazil, and Portuguese. And we got this variety of people from different continents who have been up here. And I want to hear the voices of praise. And it says, the whole throng was praising Jesus for all the mighty things they'd seen God do in their midst. I'm also fascinated by the idea that Jesus would say, if they don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. You want to know why that fascinates me so much? I'd like to hear the story of the witnesses all around us. That the stones themselves would have stories to tell. Bonnie just talked about having patience, and God she thanks God for patience of being able to get from the position of finishing school and going on to, to 
gainful occupation. The people in the crowd, they had the stories of miraculous healings. They had heard his teachings. They, they had, had listened to his parables, his stories. They, they, they witnessed encounters, and some of them were the very people that had encounters with Jesus, encounters with women and men who, who came away with new life after something had robbed them of real life. And I'm wondering, what would be the stories the rocks would have to say if they were silent? Would they, they tell of the geological processes that formed them and, and gave them shape and stability? Or, or would they just simply be the, the stories of being witnesses to who had walked over them in days gone by and what they had, had witnessed and encountered? The travelers who had gone along the road that, that Jesus was walking that day, or riding that day. At the beginning of March, uh, while all of you here were uh, watching the seawall on Quincy Shore Drive get battered by the storm, um, by the way, in 1978, when I was a student here, we had the big winter blizzard of Febu February of 78. A bunch of us trudged down from the dorms down uh, past the clam box to stand on the seawall as, and we to stand against the wind. And uh, we were facing north towards the Squanum and Wallison Yacht Clubs, and we saw waves crashing over the length of the beach, over the parking lot, and over all four lanes of Quincy Shore Drive, and we decided that wasn't a really smart thing for us to stand on the seawall there. Anyone ever do that this, this month? You just try to stand on the seawall? Good. Someone learned. Oh, someone did. Okay. <laughs> at least you're honest. But um, I was in Virginia at that time when the storm was here. It was also a huge storm. It had hit all of you know, the northeast quadrant of the, of the country, and my, my son and, and daughter-in-law lived down there. My daughter-in-law is a, an associate pastor at, at Nazarene Church in, in Virginia. And we're down there visiting our granddaughter, really. Um, but at the same time that um, the storm was hitting here, the storm hit there. And we have massive power outages here, and trees came down. A 227-year-old tree came down that was planted by George Washington on his Mount Vernon estate. And there's this loss of this witness to history. But George Washington planted that tree. And, and you know the tree out in front of Angel, between Angel and the Student Center and Monroe, this massive beech tree that you can't get your arms around? Do you know that was planted by the grandson of, of uh, President John Adams here in Quincy, standing for well over 100 years? These are monuments, witnesses to history. This tree that Washington planted in Mount Vernon, the, the tree out here in They're silent witnesses to history. The rocks would cry out. They're silent witnesses to history. The passage ended when we read it, but just after that, Jesus would, would weep over the city of Jerusalem. If only you knew what was happening right now. History is full of silent witnesses. Every monument tells you a story about something. We've heard, heard stories in the last few months about monuments being removed that were you know, set up for Civil War uh, recognition. They tell a story that, that is negative, wanting to remove those, those monuments. But every monument tells a story about something, every rock. You, ever, you know what a cairn is? Cairns, I'm going to do hiking. Cairns are these piles of rocks 
along trails. Go up to Mount Washington or you go to Mount Katahdin in Maine, many other trails. But piles of rocks that are set at, at certain intervals along a, a path, um, they mark the hiking trail. And they're intended to tell the story of how to traverse safely. They tell the stories of life for those who safely made the journey before them. And they tell the stories of death for those who didn't heed the message, who went off the trail. There's an ancient proverb in the Bible, in Proverbs 22, it reads like this, don't remove an ancient boundary marker that your ancestors established. Don't remove an ancient boundary marker that your ancestors established. An ancient proverb that refers to its antiquity. Rocks were marking the way, telling stories, even before Jesus pronounced it here on that Palm Sunday. Have you ever been lost because you, a street sign or a directional sign on the highways was missing or obscured from view? Anyone, that ever happened to anybody? Your GPS has been working, apparently, otherwise. But those signs are like the rocks. They tell us where to go and, 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 and where our destination is going to be, how far it is to that point. The marker's there to teach us. We need to hear the voices crying out for what we have seen God do because they are markers for us. We need, I need to be taught by you what it is that you've experienced in Christ. And you and I, all of us together, are witnesses to history unfolding before our eyes for what God is doing in our midst and in our lives. We may not have heard Jesus declare parables in person, but we are still testaments to God's spirits moving. So I'm one of the stories that what God has done for you. I'm finally, finally's gone, but Tappy and, and Yuri, come on back up for a minute, all right? I want to know the stories that what God has done for you. I want to know the story what God has done for you. I don't want to wait to hear it from some silent witness to your life on a tombstone, by the way. Tell now the stories of what God has done for you. God longs to hear your voice because your voice matters to God. And Jesus declared to the Pharisees, the Pharisees who wanted to scold the people. You know, anyone into scolding? Jesus was not into scolding. He encouraged the voices to be, spoke, be shared. Don't let the naysayers try and silence you. Pharisees instead scold him. Scold, scold your disciples. Jesus instead welcomed the voices to be shared, even as he welcomed little children. All right, so... Yuri and Tappy, um, here's my question. As I asked Fanny a few minutes ago, what's your word of praise today? What's one thing or several things that you've been given hope for that you've sensed God do in your life that, to which you are a witness? Uh, I want to say uh, my family over here. Not just my family itself, but you know those uh, around me that I consider family that uh, always uh, give me strength to keep going forward and uh, 
uh, just keep pushing me through hard times in life. Okay. Tappy, same thing for you. What, what's, what's your word of praise today? What's one thing that you want to say that God has done and you witnessed to? Um, there's just a lot, but I'm just going to give a brief answer. <laughs> I might take forever. You might take forever. Yes. It, it, do we have to translate? No, okay. it's okay. You're safe. Um, all I can say is that I'm, I'm amazed. Um, I'm amazed at how God ordered my steps, and I'm amazed at how he just planted my feet on solid ground. I'm amazed at where he, he brought me from, and I'm amazed at where I am right now, today, and I am grateful for that um, to him. And in all that has been happening in my life, I've learned to just trust God in everything, and this is just a song um, that really says like how grateful I am um, to God. It's just a brief song that I want to share um, with you. <sighs> Never failed me yet. Never failed me yet. Jesus' love has never failed me yet. That is one thing I know everywhere I go. Jesus' love has never failed me yet and I know it'll never fail me it'll never fail me Jesus love will never never fail me cause that is one thing I know everywhere I go is that Jesus love will never fail me and he will never fail you too Amen. thank you I'm going to stay here. I, I, I'm not going to put them on the spot anymore, but I, 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 I've come to love you guys as, as students and as friends. And, uh, and uh, You know the nickname Jesus gave to Peter? Cephas means rock. Not, the, uh, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but um, perhaps Peter's nickname, Rock, is as much a testament to him about being a witness. And perhaps this is something we all need to bear as well. My challenges to each of you as I've, I've asked them to help 
faculty, to staff, to trustees if you're here, to visitors, is to lift your voice, to share it, to proclaim it like those people did on Palm Sunday, the throngs praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. Share it. Shout it if you have to. Tell the things that you have been witness to for what God is doing in your life or in the midst of the world around you. The stories told by you and, and I and, and Yuri and Tappy as witnesses, they're precious stories to God. And don't let anyone tell you that your story is unimportant or that it has to sound like Tappy's. Back in January, Lynn had us in chapel all place our fingerprints on some panels that are now hanging in the, uh, the chaplaincy office about us being a beloved community. And everyone was, was encouraged to put their fingerprints, their mark on it. It's because every one of us are part of a community. And together we have a collective story, but we are all individual parts that all of our parts together make this story work. Your story is what makes this community beloved because you're a blessing. So tell it in whatever way is best for you, through speech, through art, through drama, through your work, through your relationships. Give breath to your praise. Cry out with a loud voice of praise. Thank you, Yuri, Tappy. Can we thank Reverend Troxler for bringing the word today? There's a recent proverb that says, um, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still fall shy, then we'll sing again a hundred billion times. We stand together um, as we close with the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Go in peace, you are dismissed.